0: A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. T to G to I to to Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first, first Friday. Hello, everybody. My name is Father Luke Rawicki. And my name is Brother Andrew Torrey. And this is T-G-I-F-F f. And we need some shades and ladles. I need some, I shades need some and shade
1: and ladles. ladles. Shades and ladles. I need some shades
0: and
1: ladles.
0: So, Brother Andrew, what is TGIFF serving up on this warm summer episode? Well, definitely, Brother Luke, as was indicated apropoli
1: by our jingle, our summer jingle, shades and ladles. So shades. folks and and ladles. Cause cause some because folks, summer is here. And so The sun is shining. Everybody's hot. You don't want that bright light in your eyes. You want to be nice and comfortable as as Father Luke is now explaining Uh, next to an an appropriately life-sized image of the Virgin Mary crowned Our Lady of Fatima. (laughs) (laughs) So you need some shades on your
0: head and you need some ladles for what, Father Luke? You need some ladles in your hands because we're thinking, okay, what brings people together more than a big, huge fruit punch bowl on a plastic picnic table with a nice uh, tablecloth, one of those like red and white square plastic tablecloths, ice cold, what brings people to more uh, together more than that on these hot summer days? Like right now in Monterey it's hot, in Rome it's hot. If you put a big inviting picnic table out on the lawn with this ice cold fruit punch, it's gonna bring people together and that's what The world needs more than ever today is bringing people together.
1: And you do that through shades and ladles, folks. I need some shades and ladles. I need some
0: shades and ladles.
1: Because we need to stop spreading heat. We need to shed light on people. We need to shed light on these polarizing situations that are just dividing us so much, right? And we need to serve up some refreshing refreshment to people right we need to we need to, we need to start serving out uh, some fruit punch to people right the fruit punch of unity and and love of with people who with whom we disagree or we don't get along with or whatever right this is what we need this is a fruit of the Holy Spirit unity and love and communion this is what we need not only in in our church but in the wider society so that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode
0: okay so uh, I like to have conversations. I like to have debates with people. I like to like, if I, if I disagree, I'm going to say it, but also like when other people disagree with me, maybe it's not like naturally easy to, to uh, stomach. Right. But I think that's like one of the most important things to metaphorically have a ladle always in your hand, ready to serve out fruit punch is to be able to take criticism, to be able to have a dialogue with someone that has a different opinion. Um, and that's not easy today. But yeah, I don't know. Brilliant Andrew, what do you think it takes to have that sort of attitude? Like that inner peace, Buddha style, nirvana? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exactly what I was going to gonna mention. But, uh, but you jumped me to it. Um, I definitely think we can't take ourselves too seriously. I think somebody who knows that he's not the ultimate criterion for judgment or on right and wrong or has everything clear. As long as we're not at that point, so self-centered in in such a way, then I think we'll be okay. Because then we realize that, okay, I really don't know everything. Maybe this person, like Jordan Peter says, I think one of his 12 rules for life, I think, assume that the other person knows something that you don't, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that can, that's, that's an, it's not only an act of, of, of humility, it's also an act of charity, because it's like listening to the other person, like, oh, you know, you know know something I don't, you know, and I want to, I want to learn from this person. Um, so we had a good a good example of this happen. So last episode, if you guys remember, I mentioned that you know something happened that was made me a little uneasy, and that was that of the new cardinals that Pope Francis appointed. There was there was this this man, this bishop, um, Robert McElroy appointed in in California, and and the and this had just happened like a couple days before the episode, and I and it was sort of my first reaction. And I said that I was a little uneasy because, because I knew that there were some things that that this bishop had said that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and that I know that that caused some disagreement with other bishops. And, and so I was a little, little uneasy. I wasn't exactly sure how to process this appointment that the Pope made because it's hard to sometimes interpret, you know, um, why the Pope makes certain decisions, right? Um, and, and so that was pretty much what, what the reflection was. And, and, and of course saying that, you know, the Holy spirit is guiding the church. And so we we've got to follow the Pope, right. Um, with, with love and obedience and, 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 cause he leads us to Jesus. Uh, we had a great, uh, reply from, from, from a priest. And, and so he, he shared me some comments about, about what I said. And I think this is important because things that, we don't agree about together in the church. Or there's a lot of different opinions. And I think it's so important for us to have as our priority communion, right? We're, we're, we're communion, we're together, and we can learn things from other people in the church, right? We shouldn't be, um, uh, we shouldn't like, like I don't know what the phrase is, like batten down in the trenches or something. We shouldn't like like get stuck in, in our own opinions, right? And so this priest is a great example of, uh, help me, help me to see that. And so he says, so he, he disagreed with my perspective. I'm sharing this with you because it's like a little conversation, right? He said, hey, Andrew, I was a little disappointed in your comments on the Bishop of San Diego in your, in your last podcast. I think half of the church uses a hermeneutic of suspicion in relation with the Pope. And I know you think you did well by concluding you have to tr- trust in the Holy Spirit. But I think that just to bring up the subject and playing this politics of division that many are playing doesn't help the church um, that you and I both love, right? And He said some other things, but but I thought this was a really good comment because because I agree with this with this good priest who 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 highlighted that many people in the church use this this hermeneutics of suspicion, or that is to say, they look at Pope Francis with suspicion, like what's he really doing? What's happening? What's going on? Um, why is why is he doing this? Um, and I think instead of just having that attitude of suspicion, the first at like the first glance when something happens. We need to like look at things with positive eyes um and so while i i i i continued this conversation with this priest i won't read you the whole the whole conversation but i told him that like this was my honest honest feeling about what happened with this appointment and i wasn't sure and 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 i wanted to share that i didn't want to offer this polished you know response and and saying that i had thought things through because life is messy and we don't always have time to think things through and 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 so i really appreciated this this um this feedback and because i thought that it was it's very important for us to to look at look at things with a, with a not a hermeneutic of suspicion but a hermeneutics of of communion how could, what can we read about this situation that will bring me closer to this person and so so actually what i did after i after we recorded that episode i was like i want to look up i want to see what bishop mcelroy is about i want to like what has he said? What what is what is he what is he doing? And 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 so I listened to I listened to some things about that he that he did and just a couple of you know just reading around a little bit. And and he's been really behind Pope Francis's initiatives. And he's done he's 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 really been been impulsing them in, in the southern Southern California. And and that and that's so great because I think we all need to be doing that. We like what is what is the Pope teaching? Why is he doing this? How can we how can we how can we do that? And so maybe you know you never know why does Pope Francis appoint certain people? Um, you just don't, you just don't know. But I think it's important for us for our own peace, and also for the benefit of the doubt, and for this hermeneutics of communion, because the Holy Spirit always builds communion, whereas the devil divides. The diabolos, he divides us. What, what can bring us together? And so and so I really felt like wow, maybe there are some some comments that from this man who's appointed that I that I don't agree with. There's a lot of awesome things that he's doing and and let's let's really highlight that because that's so important. you can't just um, judge a person <laughs> based off of a few comments right that's so unjust like we've all said things that you know we've regretted or that whatever um, how unfair it would be for somebody to judge us based off of just those things right so so this was a great great feedback that I appreciate from this priest and I think we all need to to take this into consideration whenever we feel really frustrated or with maybe the way the church is going or, or something or some event is happening in my parish and I get angry at my parish priest or, or my husband or whatever it is. Um, you know, things that really get you frustrated and riled up. Wait a minute. You know, you know, that from scripture, that division is what is from the evil one, but communion is from the Holy spirit. So how can I build communion in this difficult situation? I think, the church and all of us would have a lot more peace if we saw things with a hermeneutics of communion. So that was a just a, a long spiel, but I think it's an important aspect that help us that can help us live the shades and ladles. Hey, so your brother, Luke, your mic is muted.
0: Yeah, actually some of the conversation I think got cut off for a second there, but I definitely got the gist of what you're saying. I hope our listeners do too. Sorry about those technical difficulties that come and go. So, I don't know what came to mind when you were kind of finishing up there too is, like, I wasn't super happy with, like, speaking of hermeneutics of communion, I wasn't super happy with some of the reactions from us pro-life Catholics to, like, the Supreme Court decision. Because obviously there was a lot of, like, celebration, which is, which is, understandable and great and i was inside celebrating with myself and we were sharing the news with my community um priest community everything here and it's obviously as catholics we we love life we want to support um women's pregnancies we want to do everything we can to promote the miracle that is life and when i saw that some like i think i don't know which exactly like the instagram accounts i was looking at but these catholic accounts that are labeled by you know, people that would be pro-choice, as uh, conservatives, as traditionalists, as radicals, as extremists. Like, it doesn't help when I think their reaction is like laughing in the face of people that are pro-choice and things like that. It doesn't build the community that we need. It doesn't build the community that comes from the Holy Spirit. It does divide more, which, as Brother Andrews you're saying, that like, that doesn't come from the Holy Spirit when we, we create greater divisions. Like, one thing is, is promoting life and promoting, um, the teachings of the church and celebrating when a society, our beautiful country, the United States, uh, passes legislature that is in favor of what the church teaches. That's awesome. Let's celebrate it. But then it's true. Like they'll say, okay, well now women are scared and their rights and all these things. And whether you agree with like abortion being a right, which I don't, how do you, communicate like your, um, what you believe is right. How do you, like, are you building communion? Or are you building a vision? I think that's something that we need to think about a lot more. I continue, like in the end, it's not a competition. We're all children of God. We're all sons and daughters. So how can I help my brother who, in my opinion, is lost or my sister who is, is scared and she feels alone or, um, yeah, unfortunately, they just, people do not receive all the same information that I receive and that you receive. And so, like, they live a different reality. So just, like, laughing in the face isn't going to help them come closer to what we believe to be the truth. And there's only one truth because there's only one God. Um, like, how do you, yeah, how do you uh, approach someone who doesn't think like you? And Brother Andrew, is an awesome example. You were open to the priest's um, feedback, his critique. I'm so happy that that priest first of all, listen to our podcast, like to think that I was so humbled that he, <laughs> <laughs> that he listened. I was like, exactly, wow. you know, a priest of yeah. a month and a half and a seminary. like, I don't know how much we can share with the world, but we try and we try to be instruments of the Holy Spirit. And like that's beautiful to know that there's a priest listening to this podcast. So thank you, father. And, um, continue giving us feedback. We invite all of you to create this dialogue. That's the whole idea of TJFF pod squad. It's create a community of dialogue. Exactly.
1: Yes. Please always give us your feedback and And obviously it's not like we can have this ongoing long conversation that lasts the whole episode, but, but it is important for, for us to like shoot ideas back and forth, generate a conversation to get people to think, because this is just a pair, uh, just a quick parentheses. In my opinion, a lot of, a lot of, um, activity around podcasts and books and self-improvement is very passive. Um, it's just us receiving a bunch of content. I receive, I receive, I receive, but I also need to give content. I need to, I need to share with other people. And so, and so instead of us always like listening to other people, we we need to also share. And so when you guys give us your feedback, you share with us what you think that really helps us to create a longer conversation and and to, and to gauge where you're at. And, and it just, it's just, it's a more balanced approach, I think, to to listening to a podcast is also giving feedback, which I think is is so great, not only for us but also for yourselves. Um, so, anyways, close the parentheses.
0: Yes, it's always. I think it's always helpful for a priest and a future priest, soon to be priest, like um, to be in touch with the people they're talking to. Because if like we're not connecting, we want to be able to connect. We want if we're not talking about reality that you're living, then like uh, we, we're going to change our content. We're going to change the way we're speaking to. Um, that's one of the beautiful things that from the very beginning, Pope Francis has talked about, like the smell of the sheep, that all pastors, yeah. all priests should, should be with the people that they're called to serve and to minister to. So yeah, give us your feedback. Um, also, what came to mind, Brother Andrew, is that like you, like that whole process of, of saying something and then receiving feedback brings a sort of healing. And one other thing that came to my mind is the beauty, like why is confession so beautiful? Firstly, because of the sacramental absolution you receive from your sins, your sins are forgiven. That almighty God who knows everything no longer um, takes into consideration your sins. Like it's a a beautiful truth of the church that your sins are gone. Like if God doesn't consider them, then they don't exist. And so they're gone. Amen. um, But there's also like humanly speaking, there's some of that, what we were just talking about. There's like that back and forth, that feedback. You're going and kneeling down to receive like a judgment from God who's always going to respond with mercy through this instrument of the priest. And it's hard. It's, it's hard for someone to go and say like, Father, I messed up and I did this and this and this. and um, But then the, like that feedback, which is God's grace, primarily of the grace of the sacrament, which is forgiveness. And through the priest, hopefully the words of the priest who, you know, we pray and we hope that the Holy Spirit speaks through us. Um, like you come up with healing and that should be the process of like all of our dialogues with people that like part of it's always going to be giving. And then also the part that maybe is more difficult sometimes is, is receiving, especially when that receiving hurts. Uh, yeah. It me- yeah, means that I should I need to change. Or I need to consider like another way of seeing things, another point of view, but then there's healing at the, like that, the end of that process is worth it.
1: Yes. It's so freeing. It's so freeing. Once you're able to, to swallow your pride and say, okay, I was wrong. It's so freeing to, when you recognize that you were wrong. Like you're wrong about this, you're wrong about that. And then you correct it and you're a better person because somebody else saw thing and, and, and that other person was willing to set aside their desire to be liked by me or by whatever. They're willing to set that aside because they, and they cared enough about me to, to say like, hey, like, I, this, isn't, this isn't going well for you. Like, you should consider changing this. And the only the worst thing you could do would be to not change. <laughs> the best yeah. thing that you could be to do would would be to to be humble and say, okay, I was wrong. And not only is does the priest or whoever is whoever you're talking to gonna likely think, wow, like this is this person is is humble. Like what a good example. Not only that, but you're gonna, you're gonna grow. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're correcting something that was wrong about you. And that's that's only a, a good thing. And it's very freeing. It's, it's very freeing not to be tied down by your own ego
0: I know like just the experience that we have from living in different countries as legionaries is so enriching because like one of the things that you start to see is, okay, I didn't realize, but I have a certain mindset because I grew up in the states, and so like my Catholic background of course, but my American background and the culture that's around me and the th- the way like what we consider is success, what we consider as important uh how yeah how I go about relationships and like interacting with people and you go to another country, you live in Rome for six years, like we do or more. And all of a sudden there's another culture and there's things that, yeah, like they don't um, correspond to like the way that I was raised. And like, I don't know, the way that you deal with people um, like Italians, like tend to yell more than Americans do. And like, doesn't mean they're angry. It's just like, that's a way of like they're passionately expressing something. Um, the Mexican culture is, is a lot more like, I don't like free and just enjoy life. And like that's something that's so helpful for an American that thinks like, no, get things done is like the most important way to like spend these 80 short years we have in our life, just get things done and like be sufficient and productive. And, and, and then like you, yeah, you meet with these different cultures and like you, you leave enriched. Like if you can go in like tunnel vision and think like, no, this is the way that things are and how they should be. Or you just like put down those blinders and you say, hey, you know, there's a whole world out there. And why, like, why should I be afraid to be wrong or to be corrected or to grow? Because there's so much that other people can teach me. And that is like shades and ladles. We all need some shades and ladles. Like we put on shades to be more comfortable where we are. So like you embrace the culture. I'm kind of like stretching this metaphor a little bit. We're it's the... working so
1: perfectly. You just, you just keep going,
0: Father. We're, we're, we're with you. <laughs> what's on a stretch, I think, is that sometimes we like to be the ones that are serving the fruit punch, like with the ladle. And like going to another country is basically you're letting go of the ladle so that they can now serve you the fruit punch that they've concocted.
1: You That's know? right.
0: And it's going to taste a little different because the ingredients are a little different. A little um, different. But let them love you. Let them show you like another side of life, another point of view. And that is going to bring communion the hermeneutic of communion, the doing quite hermeneutic of communion.
1: Amen. That's right. So folks, how can we, how can we bring the shades and ladles to, to all this, this polarized uh, society that we have now after, after this Dobbs versus Jackson decision, right? That thanks be to God on the solemnity of the sacred heart, right? Reaffirmed um, that there is no constitutional right to abortion, right? It does not, it's not part of the constitutional law. It's for the states, so which is the fir- uh, first a good step in favor of, of, of life. How can we, how can we 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 help people to shed light and not heat on these situations? Um, it's it's a really it's really challenging. I don't know I don't know what the answer is, um, but maybe a, as a gesture towards a solution, is like we need to do what you say, Father Luke. Like we need to. We need to let our barriers down. I think, with the people that we disagree with, Um, and we need we need. I think, and I especially feel this strongly as somebody who's going to be a priest and who's who needs to be a father to people. I think we need to let people share their anger and their frustration with us, um, without, without um, wanting to solve the solution right to solve something right away, or without wanting to. like tell them what the truth of the Catholic faith is right then and there. Right. I think it's important for people to, to and you're really good at this father. Luke. Like, I think it's important for people to feel comfortable with us um, because, mm. because we're baptized. We're children of God. We have, we have God, because God is so loving and good to us. He gave us part of his own life. His, we, we can share his light to other people because not because of who we are, but just because God is is so good. Right. Um, and I think we need to communicate that to other people in some way, and I think part of that means allowing people who disagree with us to, to take it out on us, right, and then responding not in a defensive way, but like, wow, um, you know, there's a lot of good points that you say. Um, I'd love to talk about this with you. I, maybe I don't know all the answers to your questions, but maybe some things I, I feel strongly about, maybe we could talk about that, so I think it's I think we need to start going to gesture in this direction of of the way that we listen to other people, the way that we respond, not so much focused on the content, which is which is obviously very important, right? We have to know our faith, we have to know principles of theology, of philosophy uh, of logic. Um, but I think people are often more won over to to Christ, but by the way that we speak, the way that we listen, they forget what we say, they forget you know but they but the way that they feel when they're with us is something that 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 is definitely shades and ladles definitely yes,
0: yes for sure so then that came to me so we're planning these summer camps and for uh one of the camps the boys are doing this um the gallup company the gallup poll that do all these like different like surveys and things they have this the this test you can do the clifton strengths finder test so we had the boys leading up to our summer camp in Los Angeles do this to find out your top five strengths. So they've divided like different people's qualities and strengths into 34 different categories. And then you get doing this test. You can figure out all 34, but we didn't pay for like the full package. So it's just top five, which is still still very helpful. And then for our, our camp to Dallas, the kids did a 16 personality test. And so both camps, we have like an activity planned to like give follow-up to the results of those tests. And it's really enlightening. So I did both in preparation for the test. It's really enlightening to know what are your strengths, to know your personality. And I was thinking, especially for what we're talking about, to know the personality and strengths of the other person. So our, it might be the most awkward thing in the world it will never work, but like, if there's someone that like, you just like, seem to like, always bonk heads with, like you just can't have a good conversation without someone, ex- either you or the other person exploding or, or clamming up and just saying, you know, we're done, this conversation is over, like, why not in both of you do that personality test? Because it's going to show you, hey, this person isn't evil. It's just they have a very <laughs> different way of seeing the world. Like, and so I did it, and then another brother did it. And we said, wow, like, literally all the letters of our 60 personalities are different. Like, there's only two options. It's either <laughs> this or this. And, like, you have the combination of four, and they were totally different. And so, like, and, um, and like, yeah, we're, we're very close to each other and everything like this other brother and I, but there's, we're definitely, it helps so much to see that. Yeah. That's why, like, I see things one way and he could not disagree more a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's funny. It's a, it's really funny. Like, cause then it, it get, helps you understand the person you're more sympathetic, hopefully. Um, and so I'm just throwing that out there as like, maybe like a very concrete, very extremely concrete application to shades and ladles would right. be like, um, you kind of like put yourself in the punch bowl with the other person and like splash around, you know.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, folks. Send us your feedback about that comment, please. <laughs> what did Father Luke actually mean by jumping in that punch bowl and splashing around with the other person? <laughs> or just like, or about. just
0: uh, doing like a good old cheers and like clanking plastic cups together. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so, so I think, folks, I think there's another way that we can, like you said about these personality tests that sort of change your perspective on the other person. Um, I once read something about about uh, politics in this in this in this vein, right? In this in this, mm. like um, the difference between Republicans and Democrats, right? I, I identify as an independent because I I don't like being uh, like in one camp or the other um of course you know most catholics would probably um well actually it's probably a 50/50 split but a lot of ca- practicing catholics probably identify more with the republican side right um because of social issues abortion right um but but anyways what i wanted to say is that there are really good values that both parties um adhere to and i was listening to this psychologist explain it one day and he said that what really um is behind a lot of republican ideas is this idea of conserving values conserving traditions keeping them um keeping them going through the centuries right because this is sort of this these shared values that are really important and there are things that don't there are certain things that don't change and 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 we need to keep this going right um and so that and and looking at it from the outside we would find that very compatible with with our Catholic, our Christian beliefs, right? There are certain elements of of, of truth, um, that many, many elements that that don't change and that persist through time and that that help us, right, in moments of uncertainty, right? Are the rock of faith, right? Democrats, on the other hand, they're not so focused. I mean this is generalization, right? They're not so focused on like these fixed traditions, right? These these fixed values that are that persist through time. Many of them would even call those into question. Um, but what the, what the big issue is, is progress, right? We cannot have a stagnant society that does not adapt with times. We have to be flexible. We have to um, figure out what justice means today, not 150 years ago, right? Um, and so you'll find a lot of people on the democratic side who, for instance, disagree with the idea that the constitution is a dead document, right? They say that um, the, const- the U.S. Constitution, um, it should be a living document. It should, be, it should be constantly evolving and adapting to the times, right? Why do they say this? Because their value is, is progress, adaptability, right? Um, this is what they, one of the values they treasure most, right? And so um, without judging how they w- would apply that idea, right, um, we could say that that's a very good idea. Like we do need elements of progress, elements of change, elements of adaptability. We also need elements that don't change, right? There are certain things that don't change in life. And so maybe one way that we can apply this, um, not everything is politics, right? But because politics just pervades society so much, one thing that can help us to to put these shades on, to get to dip our ladles in that soup, right? To to foster this hermeneutics of communion is by seeing, wow, there's this democratic person um, who wants like, like, what are the what are these big values that they support? Well, oh, a lot of it's progress. Oh, that's right. We do need to make changes through time. Yes, we can't just be this rigid, right? Or on the other side, this Republican person. Um, uh, maybe some of them are just like no change at all. Like, well, that's not good. We do need to change some things, right? But there are some. Yes, I agree with this Republican person who's who who has certain values that say like this. We need to keep this. This is a treasure through time, right? So. It's so important to identify like the positive elements, right? That really helps us to to keep the shades and ladles. Make
0: some shades and ladles. I remember we have this really awesome LTP internship of course. We called it. We did in Washington D.C. and and one of the days we go to Capitol Hill, meet some congressmen. We met a Catholic Democrat, and he was talking about why he's a Democrat and how I mean, unfortunately, how the Democratic Party, in his opinion, he was saying how it's changed so much like from the time he began as a congressman, he'd been there over a decade um, until today. And how, um, like he doesn't agree with a lot of the things that, that Democrats right now are promoting, but he still considers himself a Democrat for some of those things that you were saying. And I think another one of the things like the the economic structure of like, okay, how can we um, help more poor people like come out of their poverty, things like, that. like some of those, those issues that, that Democrats might really stand behind me republicans are more with like, capitalism and things and um also on that note like you can be a practicing catholic and democrat and you might not agree with everything that democrats are saying just like you can be a republican and not agree with everything that republicans are saying or you consider yourself an independent like brother andrew does and that's right and other people i don't like too, I, that... I don't like i don't like committing myself <laughs> <laughs> product product of uh society today. But, the point is, we're not saying, like, as a practicing Catholic, you have to be Republican or have to be Democrat or anything. Like, the the point is that like, you can be one of those sides and not agree with everything. But the real point of what we're trying to say is, is that you can be a Republican and have a great conversation with a Democrat, hopefully. Because it's all about shades and ladles. We need some shades and ladles.
1: Making yourself comfortable shades. in those conversations.
0: being Comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's some wise... Uh, businessman or on a TED Talk said something like that. Like, that's important. To, it's important to be uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable. So I think that's one takeaway from this episode, which is coming to an end. Brother Andrew, do you have any final words of summer splash and
1: <laughs> pizzazz? Pizzazz. <Pizazz. laughs> yeah, folks. So we wanted to launch a request. So we need your feedback for this all important decision that we, the, 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 the team here at TGIFFF, all of our staff, right, all of our employees, um, we got together, we had this big meeting.
0: And everyone was there, everyone, 100 Everybody. Uh, everybody,
1: yeah. everybody, right? Nobody was missing, right? Um, and so the reason that we met was because we thought about the idea, we're thinking about the idea of changing our name, right? Changing our name from TGIFF to, we don't know, to something else. And why are we thinking about this? Well, we're thinking about it because we would like our name to be easy for, easy for, for new people to remember. And when you say TGIFF to somebody who's never heard it before, they're like, what? You know, like, what is that? Oh, it's a second F. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, and so it takes some, we want to, we want to kind of avoid that little you know, teaching lesson, that mini teaching lesson happens every time. Um, and we also would like a name that communicates um, quickly, easily, quirkily, pizzazzedly um, the the thing that we kind of do in our podcast, which, why, why don't you explain that, because I don't want to dominate this ex- well, yeah, explanation.
0: The, with the other, like, th- term that we always throw out there that's also not the most marketable is the dunque hermeneutic. So we're right. trying... Through our experiences and our discernment and just the formation we have as, as seminarians and priests is like, what is God trying to tell me in my, in my life today and in society and the world around me? So like we're trying to give you all tools to do that by doing like our own sort of personal analysis and analysis of what's happening, the current events. And so some type of name, what we're asking for as um, TGIFF Incorporated Inc. is that you help us come up with a new name. Or you give us feedback and say, no, TGIF expresses everything you just said, and it's perfect and it's awesome. That could be the case. So we're, th- we're going to put it in the hands of our faithful listeners and all of you to let us know and give us your feedback. What is the best way that we can express what we do during these 30, 45 minutes once a month? Um, should we lean on the aspect that it's First Friday? Should we lean on this discernment aspect? Should we, um, dis- the fact that we're two, two people, two legionaries, whatever you think, let us know.
1: Yeah, let us know. And I'm leaning towards a name that sort of communicates, like what we do. Like we want to help people, like what you just said, to discern, like how what is God saying in our in our daily events or daily situations. Because that's like what the podcast is about. like. We do, yeah, we have a lot of fun. We 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 update on our lives. We 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 laugh. We sing. But the main th- meat that we want to communicate, we want to help you folks. Right? Is 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 how you can. Uh, adapt your hearing to, to God's fine-tuned voice right in your life um and so if we had a name that that expressed that um in all these amazing characteristics and all like really briefly and that's a perfect please help us to find that name
0: <laughs> so remember folks um you know we're willing to change the name but what we're not willing to do is just do because we also doom god bless What was that? What was that? TGIFF. Oh, what was that? Two brothers in row. What was that? What was that? TGIFF. Oh, what was that? It's a double F, not a singular F. TGIFF Instagram is T-G-I-F-F dot pod squad Facebook, Instagram,
1: internet, all over.